British Hoddle, welcome to the Bitcoin Source. Super excited to have you on today. Can you kind of start off by introducing yourself to the world? Well, firstly, I just want to say thanks for you because I know we've known each other for a long time before I uh, decided to come out uh, on, on the internet as, as who I am. So I just want to say I appreciate all the work that you're doing in the Bitcoin space as well. As far as as far as who I am, it is uh, I'm an investor. I started off in real estate. I then moved to stocks, then gold. And then in 2020, I believe I woke up to what we all now celebrate and devote our time to, which is the idea of Bitcoin. And my mission was always to make money. Always. Ever since I was a 15 and a half year old kid, my mission was always to make money. And I didn't understand the soul-sucking nature of the money that I was trying to make until I woke up to understand what Bitcoin is. So that's my story. I come from, uh, you know, immigrant parents to the United Kingdom. And uh, luckily, I had a, an opportunity to figure out money at a very early age. And now I'm trying to help other people understand uh, what Bitcoin is, so they don't have to go through the long ass journey I went through, and certainly don't have to go through the long ass journey that most pensioners have, have been through. Yeah, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, I come from a banker background as well. And 2017 is when I first found out about Bitcoin, but it was kind of one of those things where it was taboo. No one talked about it. Um, people didn't take you seriously. Like you could almost, it could almost impact your career if you started to talk about. Um, digital currencies back then. So um, to hear that, you know, Saifedine kind of orange pilled you in that unique moment, being a guy that already had an, an understanding of wealth and how to generate wealth, you know, a lot of people with money, they don't really look at Bitcoin because they're already working with what works. They know real estate is kind of a guaranteed play, right? It's a guaranteed way to make passive income. So why would you go and onboard a technology you know nothing about? You might not have the technical aptitude to really understand it. It's just like this nerd geek internet money. So I, I fully get that. I fully understand um, the approach that you had where um, just taking that particular jog and listening to Safedune, who I think is one of the geniuses in this ecosystem, uh, he helped you to kind of really have an understanding of this asset. Yep. So I'll give all the credit to me understanding my foundation knowledge of Bitcoin to say for the most 100%. Yes. And uh, British, you know, so um, I've written stuff about you, of course, and I, we've always talked about um, via Twitter how, you know, what the price of Bitcoin would be in the future or in the very near future. And we've always talked about having this sense of urgency, right? So it's crucial that you don't get squeezed into poverty, you know, when you're basing all of your wealth in fiat uh, currency. And I wanted to talk to you about, you know, that $5 million coin uh, price perspective that you had in 2030. And if you still believe in that price point or has it changed? I still believe in the price point. I think if, if anything, it's getting a lot sooner. Uh, you know, my target was basically 10 years out. So 2032. Um, and, and I think it's getting sooner because now you're seeing banks blow up and, and nobody's flinching. Think about that. Banks have blown up in the United States. A top 20 bank blew up and nobody flinched. Like the desensitization that we have to financial bullshit that goes on is unbelievable. And that's because we live with a money that has sucked the souls of people away, which means they don't care. 
they don't care what happens because they're going to own nothing and they're going to be happy. So if you're someone that cares, if you're someone that wants a future, if you're someone who wants to take control of your future and at least give your progeny a chance to have a future that they can decide, you need to own something that's sovereign. And the best sovereign asset is Bitcoin. That's, that's the way I like to look at it. Like the, if the best sovereign asset is Bitcoin, well, then let's compare batteries, right? Because that's what we're doing here. We're comparing batteries. So if I need to protect my energy, which is my earnings, my money, my, my currency, whatever else I'm, I'm generating in something, well, I can take that energy and I put it into a battery. Everything's a battery. Real estate's a battery, gold is a battery, stocks are a battery, Bitcoin is a battery. So now if you look, compare the qualities of these batteries, Bitcoin just wins by far. Bitcoin wins by far. It doesn't have the geographical risk that, that real estate has. It doesn't have the idea of dealing with tenants that, that, that uh, real estate has. It doesn't have the idea of, you know, if you're somebody on the street, you know, if you're somebody like street, uh, sweeping streets, and you make $5 a day somewhere in the world, you can still protect your value in Bitcoin. You can't do that with any other asset. There's no privilege attached to it. There's nothing. It's a complete democratization of the opportunity to protect and store the value of your energy. That has never, ever happened in human history. So a $5 million coin is actually quite bearish when, I, when you think about it. Because a $5 million coin is a $100 trillion market cap on Bitcoin. Bonds are over $100 trillion in the US. Real estate is $326 trillion. The US stock market alone is $120 something trillion. So, and to think that an asset that has a finite limit of 21 million can't get to a $100 trillion market cap when these assholes can create, you know, a new caption on a video and suddenly launch an app that is worth, you know, $30 billion. You just, you're just stupid. Like this, this thing ha is a platform and the platform itself will be worth uh, a lot, a lot of money. Like $5 million is extremely bearish when you start thinking on, on a platform level. Yeah, I agree with that. And there was something that you said in the past before, which was talking about um, escape velocity, kind of working your way out of poverty. And with that $5 million coin projection, I'm going to throw a curveball at you, British, where, you know, you've always told people to try to at least get one Bitcoin. No matter what you do, try to get one whole Bitcoin as a start, not as a finish, but just as a start to get to where you need to go. So what about the people out there that can't afford to get a Bitcoin? Do you still agree with them kind of diversifying their portfolio, having a little bit of gold, having a little bit of real estate and Bitcoin? Or do you believe that they should just go all in on Bitcoin, liquidate everything and just stay focused on the best monetary asset that man has ever known? Well, if you if you can't afford one Bitcoin, you know, and you live in the West, you're actually more fucked than you think. Right. But you can't afford right now. Bitcoin's what, twenty six thousand dollars, twenty seven thousand dollars, something like that. Like you can't afford one of those. You've had three years of a bear market and you've been sitting around twiddling your thumbs, complaining about you know, whatever woke agenda is, is coming up, worrying about whatever's going on in Ukraine and Russia, worrying about all this other bullshit. And you couldn't get to one Bitcoin during this period. We've had literally a three or four year window where they have printed money and handed it out to people. 
for the first time in history, they've, they've, in modern history, they've printed money and literally sent it to your bank account. And people couldn't get to one Bitcoin. You d like, listen, I'm not the type of guy that's going to sit here and tell you everyone needs to make it because everyone ain't going to make it. If we really want to have an honest conversation, not everyone's going to make it. So the people that understand it, the, the opportunity for people is the bridge and the gap between the current price of Bitcoin and 5 to 10% of the world understanding the value of Bitcoin. That's it. That's the bridge, right? And so not everyone's going to make it. Like if you really think that you trust the U.S. government and you trust the bankers in whichever country you're in and you trust all of those people to keep your wealth safe, stay in U.S. dollars, stay in your currency, you know, like what, what do you say to these people? If you don't have a trust of those bankers, if you don't believe that the U.S. government has your best interest at heart, maybe you might want to get some Bitcoin. And if you can't get to one Bitcoin, get as much as you can. But the one Bitcoin, if you're in the West, you should have no excuse over the last few years. Now, of course, I'm speaking from a privileged perspective, right? But you should have no excuse to try everything you can to get to one Bitcoin. You're just lazy. 100%. I even wrote an article about it, um, kind of quoting a lot of the things that you've said in the past about um, escaping velocity. It's just like when you try to you know, go in a rocket and you try to beat gravity, there's going to be tons of things that pull you down. The actual atmospheric pressure of life will pull you down and will find ways for you to not amass one whole Bitcoin. And I think that um, the analogy that you use where you're saying, you know, drop everything, stop dicking around on Twitter and just really focus on how do I work another job? How do I um, get paid in Bitcoin? How do I give a product or service out that I can actually earn some Bitcoin? How do I find a way to get to one Bitcoin? That's all that matters. And that will actually help your family um, generationally down the road. And there was something British you mentioned that I wanted you to expound on, which was you talk about privilege and opportunity. And of course, you know, you've come from a family that's worked hard, kind of amassed some wealth and figured out how to, um, you know, decode the matrix in a sense. But what do you say to people that on, on Wall Street that are ignorant about Bitcoin or want to keep people ignorant about the opportunity of Bitcoin? I say you're doing a good job. Like, just keep just keep doing it. Like, if, if you're on Wall Street and you want you're ignorant about Bitcoin, absolutely do continue. Please be ignorant. The more people that are ignorant about Bitcoin, the better it is. For me, right? So that's the one side of it that where I'm like, okay, cool. Like, if you're ignorant about Bitcoin, you're just doing me a favor because I get to buy more more Sats, more Bitcoin that will never ever see the light of day again, and I get to put it into cold storage that I need to move, fly to three countries just to be able to move my Bitcoin. Yeah, sure, absolutely. If you're someone who is subjugated right now by the system. And you're going, oh, you know what? I don't want to spend time to learn about Bitcoin. I don't want to spend an hour a day to watch a podcast on Bitcoin. I don't want to listen to a book or read a book on Bitcoin. I don't want to get fucked. Like, I, I, I genuinely do not care. Everyone is simply responsible for their own education. So either you spend the time and you do it and you learn about it. The wealthiest people I know today are learning about Bitcoin. So if they're doing it, if the wealthiest people that I know, way wealthier than me, are spending time to learn about Bitcoin, some peasant sitting there saying, oh, no, my life is good because I get to order Domino's when I want, stay there. It's all good. Bitcoin, Bitcoin doesn't need anyone. Bitcoin will, 
Bitcoin will help the people who decide to take the action and have the commitment to believe in themselves. But if you're sitting there and you don't understand it and you don't, you don't even want to understand it, it's all good. We're all going to need cleaners. We're all going to need chefs. We're all going to need people to move our cars around. We're all going to need people to figure out our travel plans. We're all going to need people to make burgers. We're all going to need people to stack shelves. Actually, maybe not. Maybe not stack shelves. You better think of some other skill that you can think of. But it's your responsibility to figure out why you're in a situation which means that you are fucked and then how to get out of it. The fact that there are people out here talking about Bitcoin in this way is amazing. And the only reason that's because when in my real estate background, I, I couldn't tell anyone about the deals that we were doing because if I told you, hey, you see that building behind me? I'm about to get that deal for X, Y, Z percent, et cetera, et cetera. And this is how the financing works. What are you going to do? If you're in the game competing, you're going to go there and try and get that deal for a better, better deal. Or if you can sustain a profit that's, say, 2 3% less than mine, you're going to try and swipe it from underneath me by offering them more money. This is the first time in human history that we've got an asset where I can say to you, I own Bitcoin. Everyone own Bitcoin. Billionaires own Bitcoin. And they can tell you, you should do it. And by the way, I'm doing it right now because the only advantage that we have in Bitcoin is the price of acquisition. That has never, ever happened in human history before. With everything else, price of acquisition, there is knowledge, there is who you know, there is, you know, like all this privilege attached to wealth. Bitcoin's the first time where I can basically tell you, I'm about to buy some Bitcoin. And that's the only advantage that I have at the price at which I buy it. That's it. I can't stop your access. I can't withhold your access. I can't do anything. I can't do anything besides buy Bitcoin explode and people yes. don't really realize and um when i told people like hey i'm going to talk to british huddle um in a few days you know for this interview and i was like telling people man if people are not bullish after this interview this episode that i'm going to have with him like there is no hope for you because i've listened to you for so many months and just from not even seeing you visually in in my, my headphones or listening to you on my cell phone i was like man this guy gets you so pumped up for bitcoin this guy gets you motivated and ready to just go out there and grind and hustle to try to get as many satoshis as possible and that kind of uh segues to one of my other questions for you, British, which is, you know, the platform you're pushing and how you're trying to educate people with um, your bullish as fuck show and some of the things that you're doing on YouTube. I want to give you your flowers now. I really appreciate um, you kind of coming to the surface and educating people because I think that you have a different perspective on wealth and Bitcoin that people need to hear. So I just wanted to thank you on air for that. And uh, I think that kind of have, you know, explain your show and like kind of what you're trying to push out to people a little bit more in detail. I find Bitcoin fun. I find it a lot of fun. I also find it very important. Um, you know, I decided the reason why I was hiding was that there was a few things in my life that I needed to sort out, uh, a couple other things with other businesses, and then I was still living in the United Kingdom at the time, et cetera, et cetera. So that, and, and also, I didn't know I was new to Bitcoin. So that's why I was hiding. Right now, in my life, you know, my my work has always been about money. Like the purpose of work has always been about money. And then you think about like, what is that money? What what is what is that money that my my whole entire life should be devoted to? 
why? Why why is that the case? Why should that be happening? What am I working for? And then you realize that we live in an environment and we live in a society that through the seeping away of your value in a way that you can't even see it, i.e. through inflation, through debasement, they suck the soul energy out of your work. And therefore, the more they suck the soul energy out of your work, the more you don't feel like do accomplishing anything valuable, right? So then they create this separation gap between the middle class, the poor, and the upper class, and the, and the wealthy. You get this wealth gap that, that just happens because of debasement, because the wealthy understand how to, how to maintain assets, and the poor don't understand how to maintain assets. And then you sell them the, sell them the dream of hustle and everything else, and, and they just get stuck because you're doing what you're doing today to earn that money. And then tomorrow, 12 people decide to debase it, which you have no stay in. People don't understand the magnitude of their problems. They're going out and spending all day doing what they're doing. And 12 people on earth are sitting there pressing a button and debasing their energy. That's like stealing your energy. Right, they're stealing your energy, and so for me, I realized that really in my life, there's three things that I think are extremely important in the world and for the world, and what I'm happy to commit, you know, the next thirty to fifty years of my life focused on. And number one on that list is Bitcoin, because I think that if you can give people a battery, where through space and time they can protect the value of their earnings today. I just sponsored the very, very first uh, Colombian MMA fighter. This guy makes, you know, they, they, don't, they don't make much money in the States. They don't make much money here in, Col in Colombia, right? So I just sponsored him in Bitcoin. And the one stipulation was you've got to keep what I give you in Bitcoin for the future. Um, and for him, he's, he's about to step in a cage in two days time and get punched in the face as a profession for a couple hundred bucks or whatever it is. And now he's been sponsored in Bitcoin. And so in 10 years or in five years or in three years or in whatever amount of time that he wants, the value of him being punched in the face in two days time will be maintained. It won't just be printed out of existence. That's, that's not the reality for most people in the world, right? Because they've got to save up. They have to save up until, you, until I can buy a property. I have to save up. So wait a second. So you're getting paid in wages that don't keep up with inflation. And you're trying to save up to buy an asset that is surpassing inflation. Like, how, there's obviously going to be this wealth gap, right? And Bitcoin is the first time that at any level, you can actually protect that value uh, and it will protect you against all the debasement. So Bitcoin for me is about protecting your soul's purpose on this earth, whatever that is for you. But when you exchange your, your physical labor and you convert it into currency through work, that should have some value. You should have the ability to protect that value. And you don't right now because some people will say you can buy real estate. I just explained the problem with real estate. Some people say you can buy stocks. Okay, now 
you know, just in the last few years, there's now fractional stocks coming out. But most of the stock market, public market shit, you can't do unless you've got enough money, right? And even then, even then, wealthier people can come in and get better deals than you, just like that building example that I spoke about. If I know, if Warren Buffett knows the right price, you think he's buying Goldman Sachs stock at the same price that you are? Of course not. He's getting preferential treatment. As he should, by the way, because traditional wealth has privilege attached to it, as it should, right? Bitcoin's the first time that we, uh, we escaped that. The second most important thing for me is psychedelics, because I think it's important to heal the trauma of the 230 years of subjugation that the fiat system has created. To me, everything is downstream of fiat. Everything is downstream of fiat. I don't care whether you've got a problem with, with uh, feminism or you've got a problem with, uh, you know, too many liberals all over the place or whether you, I don't care what your problem is. I don't care whether you're on the left or the right. I, I don't care about any of that. I don't care whether you're a Trump fan or whether, you know, you're, you're a Hillary fan or you're a Biden fan or like, I don't give a shit. All of that is downstream of screwing up the money. And all of those traumas are downstream of screwing up the money. And so I think we're in, a, in an environment where people are going to need something to heal those traumas. And so I think based on the research and the studies and everything that I've read on psychedelics, I think they're going to be extremely important for the next 30 to 50 years. And the third thing is babies. Because I think that if you don't have a future to look forward to, more importantly than look forward to, if you don't have a future to care about, what are we doing this for? Right? If we get rid of the babies and we get rid of the world having babies, we might as well go out, spend our money on alcohol. We might as well travel the world, build nothing, you know, own nothing, etc., etc. Babies are extremely important. They fix the mindset of people. Uh, and I'm speaking as a hypocrite on one of those. I don't have children yet, but I will absolutely. And I think it's extremely important for everyone to, to consider how important these three things are for the future. Yes. And that, that third thing for me, Hoddle, was, uh, you know, my daughter was born in 2020 and I knew about Bitcoin in 2017 you know, in conjunction with all the stuff that you were seeing with all the CFO, the CEOs leaving, selling off their shares, you know, and kind of liquidating their portfolios. And then you look at stock to flow, you look at some of these, um, you know, market caps of some of these companies, you're like, wait a minute, everyone's dumping and they're buying Bitcoin. Hmm. That's interesting. I started holy to pay shit. attention more and I'm like, I have a kid shit. to take care of now. How do I find a way to um, generate some passive income, generational wealth for my kid that cannot be taken from her, cannot be capitulated, manipulated, or altered. And I was like, oh, Bitcoin is it. This is, this is, this is the answer right here. And from there, I just jumped on Clubhouse, jumped on Twitter, bought as many books as I could, wrote as many articles, jumped on Bitcoin Magazine, wrote for them. And I continue to do so with this podcast, educating people. And I'm just super ecstatic and happy to have someone like you on this show, because I think that you give a different perspective on Bitcoin that a lot of people may never have the opportunity to have, which is you're sitting from a place of privilege and you're not the typical, you know, white middle-aged male. You actually have you know, a little bit of uh, differentiation about you that a lot of people might be interested in. And I think that, Hoddle, your perspective is going to really allow your show and everything that you're educating people on to go extremely far. And I support it 100%, brother. 
appreciate that, man. Listen, look, it's amazing how many people thought I was white. It must be the British accent, you know. It, it's, uh, you know, that was my in my in the video that I did to basically say, hey, this is who I am. I said in there, I was like, I hope this doesn't lose me my white privilege. Yep, I call it, uh, I call it orange privilege. So, yeah, <laughs> orange privilege. So uh, it doesn't really matter what color you are, what gender you are. Um, if you're a Bitcoiner, our ethos is aligned in some way, somehow. We all, we have it all, all have an understanding of um, what we're fighting against and what we're trying to build. And uh, like I said, people like you have been very inspirational for me, just as an educator, as a writer in the space. I always look for your tweets, and you know, anytime the price is pumping or dumping, um, I'm always looking to see like your perspective on it because I know you have a wide ranging background in you know, stock to flow models, the the real estate market and just stocks and wealth in general. So um, having someone you on the team is always a good thing. So Hado, this is uh, my last question for you. And this is something that I found interesting. And I'm sure a lot of people traversing the internet, Twitter, Clubhouse have been interested in because now that you've kind of revealed yourself, I wanted to talk about um, people on the space and on Twitter kind of saying that you're a scammer, you're, um, you know, you're, you're pushing, you know, your particular things in the space that, you know, you might be stealing money from people. So I kind of wanted you to explain and expound on that, like how you're not a troll, you know, you're a Bitcoin maxi and you're here to educate people and not steal people's money. Yeah. I mean, I find it hard. I don't know how you're going to steal people's money when I tell people they should take self-custody of their Bitcoin. Every exchange is a scam. Every lending platform is a scam. Uh, and they should buy Bitcoin instead of going to Bitcoin conferences. Like, I, 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 I don't know. Like, there's, there's obviously going to be a path for monetization depending on the attention that we build and how fast we build it and everything else. I'm not stupid, right? But to say that, you know, I'm here to scam the Bitcoin space is quite interesting. Like, you only have to listen to my mess, my main core message which is there's three steps to Bitcoin. Step number one, buy Bitcoin. Step number two, shut the fuck up. And step number three, you're going to get fabulously wealthy. Like there's not many, there's not many ins there to, to take people's money. Like they're either, they're either going to have to voluntarily give me some or, or they're just going to hold on to their Bitcoin. Like it's just, you know, I, I don't really understand that. People have had a problem with my past uh, endeavors and, and things like that, which is, you know, uh, I've been in the investment education space as well. And so some people have had issues with that. That's, you know, that's a, that's an opinion. I don't really concern myself with the opinion of people with less Bitcoin than me. Yes, Hotto, you know, perfectly said by British Hotto, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, you have to do your own research in this space. You have to kind of have some discernment about what you want to do. And of course you can listen to people, but until you put in that proof of work yourself, go out there, make those investments. It shouldn't matter what anybody's telling you on Twitter or educating you on. It's your money and you have to figure out what you're going to do to stack your Bitcoin. And like Hoddle said, you know, if you just shut your mouth and stack Bitcoin, you won't have to worry about, you know, if Hoddle is scamming or not, which he isn't. But I'm just glad that you were able to clear the air on that because, you know, there's always these crazy people in this ecosystem that try to find a reason to discredit someone or say someone is not uh, valuable in this space. And I just wanted to say that you are highly valued in this space. And I think that maximalism a lot of times can be a good thing because they're the only people that really are prepared for what's coming down the pipeline. And I think that you're ultra prepared and you're doing your best to make sure that people are also prepared and on board with Bitcoin. So thank you, uh, British Auto, for that. What do you think? Is Bitcoin going to a million dollars in 85 days? Uh, you want my honest opinion? I do not think it's going to a million dollars in 85 days. you. What the fuck? I didn't Listen. Look. 
I'll say this. To talk to your people. I realize I got to talk to you now. What the fuck? <laughs> in 85 days, brother? No, nah, I, 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 I'm shooting for 100K. And the, re- and the reason why I'm saying that is because I think this, that there's somehow, uh, some way, attempting to suppress the market. And what I mean by that is that the on and off ramps, like, I don't know if you've been following on Twitter, but there's been people literally putting messages out saying that their bank is sending them an email saying, you cannot buy Bitcoin through our bank anymore. You... Oh no, I'm from I'm from the UK. That's been happening in the UK for 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 a number of years now. So like now, I th- yep. Yeah. And I think that that's scaring people off. It's squeezing people out. And I think, of course, it's intentional. But I think that that is going to stop the trajectory of this, unless you know a major investor comes in, a major bank outside of like Fidelity or one of these big major players comes in. Like I'm personally waiting for the moment Apple says, "Hey, we're buying Bitcoin." When Apple Why? and some works, and because they're just they're waiting gonna... and playing. If they say, "Oh," Uh, Peter Schiff just bought Bitcoin. Every gold bug will quit gold right now and go and buy Bitcoin. The price will go through the roof. Yeah, but the, yeah, but, but this is the thing that um, you know I want to try and combat a little bit, which is everyone thinking that these personalities are relevant, and they're not relevant. And the reason why they're not relevant is, is that not enough money follows these personalities, including things like Apple, for example. If Apple decided to buy Bitcoin, it w- I wouldn't be worried about the Apple fanboys like me, which, which have everything Apple, buying Bitcoin. What I'm now interested in is what are the advisors of Apple? What are the hedge funds? What are the um, institutions that support Apple now going to do? That's more interesting. Most wealth in this world right now is managed wealth. Mm-hmm. Peasant money ain't going to have any impact on Bitcoin within the next cycle, Right. Because the, 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 it would just be too big. So your $10 a month DCA gang had its opportunity to, to, to try and impact the Bitcoin price. No matter the amount of shit posting we all do on Twitter, it ain't impacting the Bitcoin price. My prediction is this is your last chance to buy Bitcoin at these levels. And when it moves past this, there will be a literal less than 5,000 people on earth that will be moving the Bitcoin price in any significant way. That's it. This asset will, it's not dependent on, uh, you know, the population of Florida to, to move the price of Bitcoin because they all suddenly decided to get into it. Most human beings are pussies. So it's not really going to be anyone's, it's not going to be like, oh, real people uh, are actually moving the price of Bitcoin. No, it's going to be a fund or it's going to be, you know, like exactly what happened with Tesla. Anyone who wants to say, oh, no, it can't reprice like this. Go have a look at Tesla. When all the Russell 2000 fund managers decided, oh, shit, we need Tesla, it repriced because now everyone needed it. So and, and that was probably, you know, a handful of people. It's like less than 500 people on Earth that made that move happen. So it's not I don't really care about the peasant money anymore. That's not where the game is. The game has moved past that. Now peasant money has to catch up. Right. If I if I'm sitting here and I've got, you know, a few million dollars of net worth and I'm like, hey, maybe I should get into Bitcoin. I'm now catching up because there's a sovereign wealth fund out there. There is, you know, a, a there, there is a private family office that could go in and buy, you know, 17 billion dollars worth of Bitcoin without anyone knowing because it's completely private. Right. And that person, that one move will impact the Bitcoin price more than what Peter Schiff coming out and saying, I'm buying Bitcoin will like the game is changing. 
Like now we're playing catch up. So if you hadn't got Bitcoin up to now, you're playing catch up now. It's no longer about, oh, I need to, uh, you know, I, I'm ahead of the curve. No, you are behind the curve. You're no longer ahead of the curve. And it's always better to feel behind the curve than it is to feel ahead of the curve. Just realize a billionaire who has a publicly listed company put his entire publicly listed company's balance sheet on Bitcoin. That already happened. That made headlines. The headlines are out there, which means you're fucking late. Now you better catch up. Now it's a case of catching up. It's no longer a case of, oh, I'm going to sit here and be smug and this, that, and the other. No, you are fucking this up. You better get to one Bitcoin as soon as possible because you're no longer relevant. So if you want a voice and you want a position and you want your opinion to be counted, you better wake the fuck up and smell the orange Bitcoin. Yes, sir. Couldn't agree with that more, Hoddle. And thank you for re-orange pilling me on this episode and making me even more bullish, even though, you know, I still think that, for example, uh, let's say Berkshire Hathaway decides to buy 10% of their portfolio in Bitcoin. You still that's don't think that, that that's definitely will move the needle, right? So, I, yeah, I think it's more Berkshire about ha- Berkshire Hathaway will move the needle. And whoever listens to Berkshire Hathaway will move the needle. What I'm talking about is impact of dollars, mm-hmm. right? So yep. the people that are on Twitter like, oh, Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, and Charlie Munger, and, 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 and rubbing them off, they're not going to move the needle. The institutions that listen to Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger will move the needle, yep. right? What I'm saying is the decision makers – are going to be a very, very small group of people because wealth is managed. Most wealth in the world is managed. It's not bearer, it's not a bearer instrument. Most real estate in the world is managed. Most stocks in the world are managed. Most bonds in the world are managed. Most people don't have direct access to the bond market, right? Um, and it's, just, it's, it, you know, that's what's just, that's what's just going to happen. Like there's 450, there's $900 trillion worth of wealth. Uh, in the world, right? Half of that is in monetary assets. Do you think that's managed by every single dumb fuck that's dancing on Twitter? Um, I mean, dancing on TikTok? Of course not, Yeah. right? They can't trust them to do that. So there's a small handful of people and they're about to wake the fuck up and they are about to realize how behind the curve they are. Now think about that. That's really the thing that people should be thinking about when the multi-hundred billion dollar sovereign wealth fund wakes up and realizes, oh shit, when they have the same moment that I had, oh shit, that's when everyone's fucked. British Hoddle, ladies and gentlemen, with another excellent example of why you need to get Bitcoin and to be bullish on this yeah. asset. But Hoddle, man, this this episode has been incredible. I hope people are bullish after this. Like I said earlier, if you're not bullish after this episode, ladies and gentlemen, like there's not much hope for you. But before we go, can you give people your social media handles, any of your YouTube stuff you want us to talk about, and any of your other future endeavors? You know, just... Uh... <laughs> I guess go to YouTube and type in British Huddle and you'll you'll find it. Just look for the videos with my face on them. Um, I got my book coming out April 23rd. Uh, it's called Bitcoin. It's path to $5 million per coin. That's, that, should be, that should be interesting. I'm having fun writing that right now. Um, so, yeah, you can go check that out. Go to BritishHuddle.com. And if you, if you want to get it for a dollar, you can, you can get it when it comes out on launch day. 
Yes. Once again, British Hotto, thank you for being on the Bitcoin source, a Bitcoin conversation. Have a good one. Pleasure, brother. Thank you for having me. Uh-huh. 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 Uh-huh.